Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Chris Hanley. I'm the principal of First National Real Estate. And this is the first edition of a new podcast uh, our company has decided to do called Our Byron Community. My first guest is my very longtime partner, Sue Reynolds. Hi, Sue. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thank very you. Honoured. Thank you for joining us here. Um, podcasts are very popular uh, with people now. They can click them on and off so they can sit down and listen to interesting things uh, when they're doing the different activities, having a run, um, doing all sorts of different things. So that the idea of our podcast here is that you do that, you join us, and we'll, we'll um, offer a podcast up every couple of weeks uh, through the different platforms that we've got. And our main purpose here is to talk with people from our local community, for us to learn things about our local community, for us to learn what people why people love living here like we do, to share some of their secret places and some of the, the stories uh, that we call Byron stories about how people ended up here and to generally, uh, I guess, get a, get a, have a, a way to highlight the interesting uh, group of people that we spend our lives with, not just in real estate um, but, but our normal lives here. So before we start, though, we've, we will talk a little bit of business because we're both in the, in the real estate business. I'm going to ask you the question that I guess asked everywhere I go lately. How's the market? I would say, Chris, the market's a normal market. You know, we've come off what was an extraordinarily abnormal market, the post-COVID market where things were just crazy. Mm. Um, I think anything following that market was going to look exaggeratedly slow. Mm. Um, this is a normal market and it's, yes, there are more properties for sale. Yes, there are, are more cautious buyers around, um, but there are sales happening. There's actually a good number of sales happening, not as many as the post-COVID market, mm. but if we find the right tipping point with price, there's buyers waiting to buy at that level. We had a training here recently um, uh, with uh, realestate.com mm. and uh, there's one particular thing that stuck out for me in that training and that was the number of eyeballs, the number of people actually looking at this area, yeah. number of inquiries looking at the real estate portals was actually more now yeah. than it was a year ago. Were you amazed by that? Yeah, I suppose it is the same reason that everyone we run into asks what's going on with the market. Mm. Everyone's wondering, watching, is it time to buy, is it time to sell? I suppose that's where we come into it. We're here to answer all those questions whenever people need. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that the, the, the interesting thing for us, just having had what I'd call a very typical summer last summer was – madness with floods yeah. and, and the few before that were COVID. But there's, the summer we've just had was a little bit of rain at night, beautiful mm. days, not as crowded. Our, our town wasn't as crowded this summer, was it? No, it wasn't. I think holiday lets were down yeah. um, and the retail sector was very sketchy. They had really busy days and really quiet days. So we're not quite back to normal, but mm. um, it's definitely improved. One of the things that I always find interesting here, living here, as I have for, for such a long time now, is to find out how and why people ended up here themselves. Mm, me too. Now, you, you didn't really move far, but for those people who don't know your story, where, did you, where, where were you born and how did you end up sitting in this office here with me? Um, I grew up about an hour south of here. Um, my family had sugarcane farms, um, went to school in Lismore, um, tried to move away a couple of times when travelling, moved to Brisbane, but I just remember driving off the freeway, coming home to visit, and I'd roll the windows down or press the windows down and that fresh air coming in and the lighthouse in the distance, and it was always home, mm. always home. 
What do you like about, like, the, the focus of this is our Byron community, but we've all got our own communities within mm. a community. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your community. We, we just had lunch, the two of us, and when you walk around our town with Sue, one of the things that happens, you've got to stop a lot to say hello to all of these people that you know, including in the sushi joint. So we just had cuddle after cuddle after cuddle in the sushi place before we could get outside. But tell us about about your community and, and, and you've raised two children here and your husband Gavin's worked in this area, but t- tell us what your community's like, your own community. Um, I think one of the advantages of, of this job, we get to meet the new people when they're coming to town, right? So yeah. many yeah. of whom have become acquaintances, friends and very, yeah. very close friends. So, And they're an eclectic bunch, my friends. Um, and I love that this is primarily still a small country town, mm. but because of the transient nature of our community and lots of interesting people move, moving here and already living here, um, we get all these advantages of the, the cities. Like you think about some of the major music um, entertainment that go to the major cities, metropolitan areas and end up in Byron. Mm. Um, the food that we get here, a small mm. town, the availability of great food. Mm. Um, so I think too I've loved bringing our kids up here and and the different people they get exposed to and I think it gives them a mindset, a real growth mindset. Um, and I think that's evidence through a lot of the local kids who grew up here and their, their major success. You know, there's the musician, the Parkway Drive boys, the Spell Girls, there's so many. Mm. Um real success stories of kids that have been brought up with a wonderful attitude, Mm. a lot of freedom, a lot of safety, um, Mm. and they've made amazing choices. You mentioned the Parkway Drive uh, boys Mm. and their documentary that was on, I think, Australian Stories a little while ago. Loved Um, it. They they, they grew up in, one of them grew up in your street. Yeah. And and I know we both know know their parents, but music and being exposed to all the music festivals here, there's so many young people from this area who followed a musical path. Why? Because they've had examples of the best musicians in the world yeah. that they're able to go out and if they're good young musos, even get a gig at yeah. some of those events. The, 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 the journey of a lot of people to get here mm. is completely different. Yeah. And I, I know when selling people into this place for many years like you, to hear how people end up here sometimes is interesting, isn't it, for yeah. us? Amazing. I think a lot of people come here to find solace and to find some sort mm. of peace. Mm. Um, through COVID it was different though. They came here through necessity of wanting space and safety mm. and that's why I think a lot of the COVID, pe- the people who came through COVID have actually moved back to the city areas now. Mm. Not, certainly not all of them but um, not everyone finds it to be home mm. um, and whilst it is very cosmopolitan, it is still a small town. It's not, mm. it's not a city. It isn't a city and it is a small town uh, or a series of small towns and villages, beautiful villages in Bangalore and yeah. Mullumbimby and, and Brunswick Heights. But the area in the last year that uh, I think I not rediscovered but certainly, yeah, maybe rediscovered was my own understanding of how good a community this actually was with the floods. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We've seen snippets of that through all sorts of, tragedies and disasters in the, in the area, but mm. the floods when we all came, everyone came together. Mm. Um, everything stopped. Mm. It's surreal to think back on now. And mm. We had no phones and internet for two weeks, didn't we? No, that was um, probably one of the most, except in my room. Yeah. Uh, the, the, we, if you can imagine in the flood 
uh, all our staff here, of all the staff, the younger ones right through the older ones, everyone was out volunteering during the floods. And the only place in our entire office structure in the three buildings that you could get any internet or phone service was in my office. I don't think so, you told us that, actually. <laughs> you didn't share that bit with no, us. <laughs> well, like the, the property managers found out first, so the whole room was full of all these property managers on the phones all the time. Yeah. And we had days in there, all of us working together without yeah. having any internet. The thing I found the most amazing, and, and, and if you're interested, if you're a buyer or someone who's interested in moving to our area, I don't think you find out the sense of a lot of communities doesn't matter where they are until they're put under some form of stress, whether yeah. it's a weather stress or, or, or some other event. And I, I just know the number of people who said to me um, they were so happy, as horrible as it was, to have felt the assistance and the help uh, and, and the care, that's the word, from, yeah. from all the other people who live here during that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the people who move here and, and join mm. our community because uh, – Real estate agents, we're not sociologists or psychologists, though. Often we're asked to do all sorts of interesting things as mm. part of our job. But we do get this really unbelievable insight into why people move life. Yeah. A lot of people in the city live in a suburb and they move to the next suburb, so they're yep. moving house. Mm. But maybe a lot of time they stay with the same mob, the same community. Yeah. When they move here, a lot of people move life. Yeah. And we get people here from moving to here from all over the world and, and being a regional town, that's not as common as it is. What, mm. what are some of the, 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 the interesting things people ask you and say to you when they're going to move life? What, what do they ask you? Um, a lot of them want to know firstly about schools. Um, they ask what it's really like to be here and what the difference is of living here and being on holidays here. Um, I've found two sales we've made this last month have been to people who've been through a very big health challenge and they've got young families and it's changed their lives. Mm. And they were very big business people. Mm -hmm. um, they've travelled Australia and both coincidentally have ended up here. So people come and find Byron for different reasons. Um, yes, I think it's a lot to do with family, bringing up families here, mm. and then the grandparents tend to follow as well. So we're seeing a lot of that. Schools play a big role, a strong role in some mm. people's reason, even to the point where there's some schools in the area, and I'll talk about the Steiner schools here, yeah. for example, where both Steiner schools have this amazing magnetic effect on people and mm. property prices in any one of the Steiner schools I think have been, have been boosted uh, over decades because of that By the school. school. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I had some people who have now become some of my best friends move up from Sydney and they were driving their kids out to Shearwater along my Oakham Road and there's a part there where the dairy farmers bring the cows across the road oh. for milking. Yeah, yeah. And she's sitting there in a big four-wheel drive surrounded by the cows, not knowing what to do. <laughs> so she takes a photo and sends it to me and says, stuck in uh, peak hour traffic. It's like <laughs> it's not quite what it used to be. No, no, yeah. no. And, 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 and I also remember during the floods there was people here that like, some of the things that people talk about and their early challenges here uh, are uh, some of our, our wildlife. Mm. Uh, some people here, you know, <laughs> we, we all giggle, but part of living here, the snakes and, and, and ants and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But you do sometimes when people move here, you get questions from them after they've moved in or whatever else. 
and you've got to giggle sometimes yep. because you don't know and you would just assume it, but yeah. when you've been here a long time that people would understand. Yeah. Just go, I'll just go back to something you said before. Hmm. What is the difference between staying on holidays, visiting on holidays, yeah. and then moving to somewhere? Like what are, what are the things that the adjustments you've got to make? When, what's the difference between the two? Um, I think, and this is probably the percentage, small percentage of people who don't stay here, is that they realise it's all fun when you've got lots of time to be going to the restaurant and the beach every day, but mm. once you throw your work and no, normal family life back into it, mm. um, the dream's always not always, no matter where you are, not always what you expect it to be, but most people absolutely love it. I think more of the challenge is with the people who are already living here, remembering to take the time to actually enjoy and take yeah. advantage of everything that the holiday makers do. Yeah. Um, we take it for granted sometimes. I know I do and I've got to make time to do the kayaking and mm. we always remember to do the lighthouse but that's part of our life. Mm. We are multiple communities inside one big community and mm. when we refer to it as the Byron community, we're talking about Byron Shire. But within Byron Shire, We've got some beautiful villages. Some of them are towns in their mm. own right now. But they've all got their own flavour as well, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. And a Bangalore and Mullumbimby and Brunswick Heads. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people who gravitate to the different villages are different in themselves, that they're looking for something different? Do they already know the difference between the villages, for example? Many do. Um, or many might come and go to live in one of the villages and then move to one of the others because yeah. that's a better fit for them. But, yeah, there's definitely a different flavour between the different villages mm. and um, they're all part of one community, but they, they live in those regions for different re- reasons. I'll go back to the floods. They all came together at the time mm. of the floods. Yep. And people who were in villages that weren't affected by the floods were the first ones over into the other communities yeah. to volunteer and help, particularly over into Mullum. Yep. Uh, Mullum Bimby was very, very badly affected for those of you who, who didn't follow the specific towns, but... It was inundated in a positive way by all these wonderful people from all over the show and from outside the show yeah. who came to help. I, I think the the whole North Coast and, and Lismore was so tragically and, and badly affected, but the whole North Coast uh, came together uh, and was supported. In those early weeks, the only support we could get generally here was from the local people, whether it was, it was not just boats, it was in all sorts of other ways. Mm. Let's just uh, come back and, and, and also d- discuss... Um, or make an observation. My, my observation is that this community here, our larger community here, has lots and lots of people from other places mm. who've settled here. Yep. For as long as I've been here, I've witnessed people from all over the world but from all over Australia and New Zealand all move to this area as opposed to more traditional country towns where there's not as much movement and you grew yep. up on one where pretty well you walk downtown, you knew everyone, and that's mm. not the case here. Mm. Um, I, I, that's a different uh, sort of environment to come into, but the positive side for me I've always witnessed is because not everyone but a large chunk of people are from somewhere else, people here are used to looking after, helping, nudging people in the right direction, supporting mm. people who are yeah. new because they were new a few years ago themselves. Is yeah. that what you find? Yeah, I do very much. Um, they, they remember when they first arrived and how they felt and I saw it firsthand in the schools, I suppose. It was mm. um, quite evident there. But, yeah, I still some of our clients still come here and will ring and say, well, what doctor do I go to or what dentist? And yeah. 
Um, I think it's it's a really lovely part of our job to help people integrate and and fit into the community and maybe suggest to them, you know, maybe you could join this part of the community or this mm. organisation and, yeah, it's... Um, Joining, you just hit on a word, though, that some people struggle with, and I get it, shy people or people who, who don't want to impose themselves, but you've got to join stuff. Yeah. I don't know, care what it is, but I've long had this theory that, that the, the secret to every piece of knowledge in any community is to join a book club. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and because Byron Shy has so many book clubs and a lot of book clubs yeah. and they're all so wonderful, if you really want to know how the world works, just go to the book clubs or join <laughs> the PNCs. Like yeah. between the book clubs and the PNCs, yeah, we are a country town, but that, that's the way mm. to pretty well learn what's going on, yeah, isn't it? very much, yeah. Let's talk for a minute uh, about uh, yesterday's 10th, interest rate rise since last May. Yes, let's. Uh, we've been doing this a long time, uh, you and I, real estate, um, but I've never seen 10 interest rate rises ever and I think effectively now uh, interest rates, uh, the prime rate now is uh, 3.6, which is exactly what it was back in 2012, which in our part of the world was coincidentally pretty well the end of the GFC. Mm. So the GFC lasted here for four and a half years maybe, mm. 08, 09, 010, 011 and well into 012 and interest rates were about the same then. My observation is that the young people uh, are doing it hard, the ones that have stretched with their mortgages and, and um, uh, unfortunately I think the Reserve Bank Governor himself said yesterday um, that we're likely to get a couple, some more rises. He's not going to tell us ever again a number yeah. uh, after um, what happened a couple of years ago but, but I get that but I suspect there's a couple more interest rates. Mm. I'll make this observation. I'm interested in your comment in terms of the market. It seems to me uh, that people are generally, when I say comfortable with it, they know what's coming so they're not as shocked as they were in the early part and that's evidenced by the fact that the buyers and the inquiries and the people that are open homes has gone up. And to, to put it a number, the difference between now and last May, if you earn the same salary today that you earned last May, mm. you can borrow about $320,000 less now yeah. than you could uh, 10 months ago uh, in, in May. What are you finding when you're talking to the buyers out there? What are they saying to you about the effects of the interest rates? I think in this area our homeowners aren't across the board, highly geared. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, well, I'm not seeing any distressed sales yet. Yeah. Of course, the sellers are worried, the buyers are nervous. It happens with any changing market. Mm. Um, but I, I haven't come across any distressed sellers at this stage. Um, there are people out there hurting for sure. Um, but unlike the GFC where we had people knocking at our door crying because mm. they had to sell, um, we're not – we're not at that level for sure. My, my view of that is it's because the young people um, um, paid more than their mortgages when they when they got in, that everyone knew, it seemed to me, a lot of people knew it was going to come, they were, yeah. they were going to go up and people were a lot more cautious. Also the GFC gave them some extra money. There wasn't, mm. not the GFC, sorry, um, that COVID and all of those gave people, they weren't able to go anywhere so people stuck some money aside. Yeah. And I agree with you. We've never seen... Not for a long time, a lot of forced sales here. We, we've never no. had a big history no. here, as in some other markets where people are super highly geared. Uh, the interest rate changes have made, have made radical differences. But 
but not so much here. The market's certainly adjusted. Yeah. Um, there's no two ways about that. And, and anyone listening to this who's a buyer in particular, who's thinking of, of becoming part of our community, there are opportunities at the moment that absolutely didn't exist a year or 18 months yeah. ago. And, and I think that's the most positive outcome for some people. They can get into our market. They can come and be part of our community now yeah. at, and buy some properties. And some of the towns and villages have adjusted more than others. You know, you you mm. could argue, for example, that some of the best value properties now are up in Bangalore. Yeah. For example, would yeah. you agree? Yeah, it's um, there have been some out of line higher sales up there as well. Yeah. Um, the more premier properties, but yeah, Bangalore has adjusted, and they they are good buys. When I'm talking to buyers, what I remind them is, we don't know, even as agents, we don't know that the market's gone up until it already has. Mm. So if they find a property that they love. Mm. And they believe it to be fair value today. Mm. There's no reason not to buy it no, I, if they can afford it. I think if people sit down today and do their sums and add up the value of the land plus the value of the building, yeah. um, and people know how hard it is to get a builder now or to get plans approved mm. or to get renovations done, I think if people start doing that, they'd realise that a lot of the properties, mm. doesn't matter which market you're in, but in yeah. our community, are below the replacement cost yeah, of the value. land plus the house. Yeah, so that opportunity in itself is a very, very big one for people at the moment um, because you said something interesting before. It's very true. You can never pick the top of the market or the bottom of the market yeah. even when you've been doing it for a long, long time. Mm. And a, a, exactly as you can't pick, uh, you know, most people can't pick or work out the value, you know, of things that they're looking at. But there's a, land up here is scarce. And yeah. when you're in an area where land is as scarce as it's been historically here, even when you have a more normal market or a mm. transition market that we're in now back from, from the higher levels back to something that's more normal, in that transition period a lot of people miss some vital things and one of them is the replacement value of the item they're looking at. So there's houses around and you look at them and, and they might be priced, for example, at $1.2 million mm. and you look at the land value and then you talk to a builder and say, so how much would that house cost to replace? And you realise that at $1.2 million, that house is very good value. Forget what the market is, that you yeah. couldn't replace it for that. Yeah, and in a year or 18 months, it's going to look like extraordinary value. Yeah. yeah. So. I think finally the last thing, and Sue, thank you very much for joining us today. I think the last Thanks. thing I want to say to everyone listening to this uh, is that we look forward to, 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 uh, to regularly uh, speaking with you. We'll invite more members of our community along and thank you for listening today.